Hey kid, nice ride. Can you race it? <laughs> we'll see about that. Welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 9, Episode 3, The Art of Racing in the Rain. I'm your co-host, Denali. I'm your co-host, Ryan. I'm your co-host, Jace. That's not it. Oh, we got a Southerner on, on our, no, on no, our you, turf. You, do Another one, do one, one I mean. Do, it. do one more, do one more. It's me. You're, mm, no. <laughs> That's the silly so far. That was a little Optimus Prime. Okay, okay. Let me, let me do a Kevin Costner. Let me yeah. do a Kevin Costner as a dog. I'm a dog. Mm. See, he doesn't sound dark and mysterious. It's just, Fuck. it's just gravelly. How does he do it? I don't know. Why he's, is it so And he's so also gravelly. really old. I'm a dog. I'm a six-month-old dog, but I talk like this. I shit myself. People speak of a will to live. No. Mm. That's Fuck. not bad. That's not bad. That's closer. But that's, that's more uh, like an audiobook narrator. Yeah. Anyway, hi, it's me, Jace. <laughs> Jace, you've been waiting for me to say the art of racing in the rain, I think, since Four, season uh, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, Six of more this seasons. Podcast, uh, since our dog season. And you finally got it in after all these seasons. You find the stars finally aligned. You got close when we almost did Kevin Costner somewhere in between there. But we finally got there, folks. Essentially your fault, both of you, for letting the okay. wheel of chaos slip off. Not really my fault for pitching the movie. Uh, is what I would like our listeners to understand. Slip off into our season in which very quickly uh, we decided to declare war on each other trying to watch movies that are painful to watch. Um, uh, but Jace, I mean, we... I suggested Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh, great movie. Loved it. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. And we're not going to review this one before, but, you know, before we talk about it. Uh, but folks, we're a marathon podcast. We watch... 10 movies of a similar actor or subject. We're on season nine. We're on car movies. We are in the garage. Okay. We've watched as well. Okay. As we've said, we've watched Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. We've watched Power Ra- Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. And then we've watched The Art of Racing in the Rain. I mean, I feel like this is not a very car-centric season so far. Yes. I feel like okay. we're a little That's off. My, okay. That, that's mean? my next point. Question. How many times during this movie did you guys yes. forget this was a car season and think we were doing a dog movie? Uh, <laughs> the entire movie. <laughs> well, um, I know the classic structure is like three acts, right? Uh, if I yeah. wanted to say it was in, in quarters, it would probably be the third quarter of this movie. The I uh, third The lap. third lap, I, I forgot that it was a car movie. It was like I was waking up or I was in that nightmare what we did a second dog season and I was like, oh my God, I have to watch another dog movie after this fucking thing. Uh, and then I saw a race car and I was like, I, I don't know if I feel better. Are, are cars the dogs of like the machine world? I think so. I think so. Uh, we're three episodes in, guys, uh, into our car seasons. How are we feeling about car movies so far? How are we feeling about cars and car movies? Hmm. Because I'm on E right now. <laughs> yeah, I think we kind of fell off the proverbial side of the road. <laughs> because I'm... we started high. Guys, we better get back on the road pretty soon, okay? Because this is going to be a fucking problem. All right? Okay, this is... we've, had I... it. we've had a total of two hours and ten minutes of yeah. car time throughout the last uh, three <laughs> movies. Okay? Yeah. 
Tokyo Drift was an hour and 55 minutes long. <laughs> I think we're being a little bit and unfair. it was 100% car. <laughs> Look, I, I'm the Texas A&M coach at like the halftime locker room, and we're down 0-70 right now. I'm like, guys, we got to fucking pull it together here and watch some fucking car content. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to be in big trouble pretty soon, okay? Like, the audience, they were excited for a car season, and we're just fucking around watching a dog movie and the fucking Power Rangers. This is a dog car movie, and I'm not going to have any more of this slander. We were in a garage like five times. Five times. That's there, true. Yeah. We, got, there, we started the car. Or started okay. the movie and ended the movie with a racing scene. And he, well, he did start the car. <laughs> okay, okay. No reviewing yet. I, I want to point out, didn't okay. the movie start with him sitting in a puddle of his own urine? The dog? The dog. Yes, it did. It started with the dog. Okay, yeah, there was um, yeah, some foreshadowing or something. I don't know. Yeah, more of a, oh, less than a shadow, more so, of a direct. I'm just saying, if we don't get, if the next movie isn't a car movie, I'm going to extend this season to 14 episodes. All right? That's a threat. Uh, We're going to extend the car season. I don't think you season. have a unilateral power to do that. <laughs> I'm saying that right now. The season's getting extended, all right? This is the United GBGB Nations. I am here <laughs> to pass forth. I sit on the GBGB Security Council. I can extend the seasons at will. Unless we have a three-person veto. Um... But, like, how do you guys feel about car movies in general? Like, I asked you this in the beginning of the season. And I know we've watched we've watched physically cars uh, up to this point. Like, how are you... What do you guys think about car movies so far? What is your impression of them? And maybe their audience? Well, I'm going to plead the fifth on the audience one. <laughs> <laughs> Not me! <laughs> I mean, look. I, I think there's a certain stereotype of people who like car movies. Maybe certain meatheads, maybe, like car movies. But there are people who like to watch cars go vroom vroom and sometimes when i see a good vroom vroom movie i enjoy it all right yeah, i don't i, I don't want to be elitist. i would count myself as a i will watch a car movie mm -hmm. yeah. like i'll watch a fast and the furious i'll watch a you know biopic or something like that mm -hmm. i'll every now and then i'll go watch barbie she's got a dream car car movie cool uh yeah huh probably the yeah. most powerful car we've had so far let me um go out on that limb damn it i want to see barbie uh car movies i feel like have a lot of variety too i mean it's like you have something like this this is not like fast and furious mm -hmm. some people could say this is a car movie you have things that are like <sighs> comedies you have like sex drive that's a car movie oh. question mark you have things like power rangers a kid's movie it ain't like fast and furious where people are just drinking and boning all that pardon my french all the time <laughs> Is this our uh, a second opportunity now to watch Mad Max? Is Mad uh, Max a car movie? What was the first opportunity? Was it End the, of the, the World? The End of the World. Oh, yes, I, forget I forgot about that season. Seasons. Yeah, um, I think I think Fury Road would be a car movie. I don't know if the other ones would mm. be. He has a car, right? He has like a super sick car in yeah. like the other movies, but it's not like I wouldn't call that. It's not a driving movie. But Fury Road. I think it's driving front to back. So. A, a movie of a guy working on a car for two hours that wouldn't be a car movie to you working on a car for two hours hmm I, I so you're you you don't want car movies we're, you want driving against, vehicles yeah. movies yeah i think that the car needs to be in use to be a car movie if like i think i think ideal car movie is is got to be driving front to back i think you can't have any of this bullshit in between no i i think it's a stereotypical 
kind of what the Fast and the Furious movies have like evolved into. Maybe they're now kind of almost parodying. But the I think there's a certain type of person, I should say, a certain type of character who's in a car movie that you need. You need someone who cares about cars in a car movie. And at some point, they need to be like, oh man, my car is like my brother or something like that. <laughs> and I don't, I think Fury Road is great. Because it's like, it's just pure driving. But there's not like, he doesn't have like an attachment to a car. Like, right. like the, the cars are fantastic in that. And they do drive one or two primarily. But it's not like Mad Max is like, oh man, don't touch my car. Because that's what I care about. <laughs> like car movies have this certain like understanding among the characters that the car itself is akin to another character or a dog. It's like your so, Pokemon. Like it's a it's another thing. Yeah. There's a culture. It's an extension of it. you. Yeah. There needs to be like some philosophizing about cars. Like when I'm on the road, man, I feel fucking free. Like you need to have something like that, like a character talking about cars like that. Right. Or it's like ever since my dad left, man, this is the only thing that was connecting me to him. Uh, I think there's a lot of that as uh, wrenches get turned. Yeah. Something like. You can never quit. You can never quit racing, even after I'm gone. Right. <laughs> yeah, something something like that. Something really corny like that. Something really emotionally. Okay, guys. Okay. <laughs> you I will. In, can I draw? Can I draw this distinction? Okay. The yes. difference between the Fast and the Furious movies and like the Mission Impossible movies, besides tremendous girth of quality, is. The <laughs> I think that's. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's girth. Did you need to say girth? It's girth. Was that to, it's I didn't know how. To, I didnn't know what difference. To say. Uh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. A girth tremendous quality. amount. Yeah. How about this? Tremendous amount of quality. Yes. Is that the Fast and the Furious movies are about cars, whereas Correct. the Mission Impossible movies, like the cars, are just a tool, and they'll ditch them. Like they'll steal a car and drive it through a city and bust it all up, and then get out of the car. Whereas, like, they don't show them with a car in the garage. Like James Bond, iconic cars. Right. But not car movies because the cars are just a tool. They're not like a character. Imagine if James Bond spent like 10 minutes of every movie being like, every time I'm behind the wheel of this bad boy, right. oh, it makes me feel like the road is my fucking soul. Yeah, you're, you're, that's a good point, Ryan, about like what separates a car movie. And I also think that's why we don't like those movies. Right. <laughs> it's like Because it has this element of being like, it's not just a tool to advance the plot it is the fucking plot yeah like there you go thing, you know there you go um and you know it's like you guys know this about me like i'm a big public transit dude i don't really like driving <laughs> or like the act of driving i'll drive because i have to appreciate my car but like i wish there was movies that captured public transit in like a really cool way and there's not not, not like speed Okay, speed is about a, a bus gone wrong, but I want trains going super right. I want I want a movie that makes trains seem badass and cool. Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Now, Snowpiercer. The patrons of both those movies not super great, I might say. Ooh, the um, not 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 a train you want to share. The Christmas uh, train of, uh, movie. The Christmas Midnight tra- Express. Pol- yeah, Polar, Polar Train Man. Polar Express. <laughs> That's a- Polar Express. That's, that's a, a good, that's a sick-ass train movie, okay? Yeah. I saw that shit in 3D in 2006. Uh, there's a scene where they, they go down like a big roller coaster thing on the train. That's that's cool. Okay, okay, we got we got three train movies. We could have just done train movies. Yeah. Huh. 
maybe next season we'll do, we'll just kind of counteract the the carbon uh output of this this season so denali as a counterpoint too because yes. i i love cars and i love okay. driving in cars okay um i love road tripping you know and you hate public transit right well let's just <laughs> sure whatever <laughs> and wow, I, tomorrow Jesus. uh i'm going on a road trip this is true this is factual yeah it's true We're, it, it's for gbgbs uh yeah right so i'm going on a cross-country road trip i'm leaving here i'm taking about five days and i'm Maybe going to maybe I don't know ten states or something like that. Uh, is there any any spots you want to hit? Uh, what kind of ride are you taking? Yeah, so we're taking only the fanciest of fancy. It's like a twenty oh eight Nissan Rogue, and we're gonna have a dog and a cat in the back, and we're gonna hit up all those giant yarn balls. You know, all those giant sticks yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we have populated throughout uh, America's is frontier land. Dogs and cats, like <laughs> those. Yeah. Any uh, any pit stops for the humans? Ever um, Cracker Barrel in existence? Yeah, let's go to Cracker Barrel. I also like we t- we talked about this off mic, but you are bringing the two animals that historically hate each other at a biological level uh, in that car with you, right? And they, uh, and they both hate cars. <laughs> so it's this, it's this weird three way negative energy that I'm gonna have to like counteract. That is excellent. Uh, so Ryan. I, so I'm, I'm I'm coming up with jokes. I got five days of jokes, just straight one-liners to pull Great. at him because I'm driving with my buddy, and I think he's gonna really appreciate that me just chattering nonstop with pre-written material that doesn't like take into account what's currently happening. Listen, pack the mic, Ryan. Uh, feel free to do a bonus uh, oh, with your yeah. friend there, and uh, he's welcome on the show. I'll, I'll, I'll review anything that we see on HBO in the hotel rooms. <laughs> um, do we want to just? I feel like we might talk about a lot in this movie because i think there is a bit to talk about uh-huh. uh jace do you want to just like maybe defend yourself about why you picked this um you know because i feel like we were dunking on you we were, we were giving you a little a little bit of hostility that's totally fine that's totally fine i i understand uh before we started recording i was like mid-sentence and i said i could tell that this movie wasn't really great because instead of watching it intently and like being quiet, um, I was cracking jokes the whole time and just being like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Same. <laughs> and uh, this is the second time, it, two movies in a row, that Kaimi has been at my house for some reason or another. Oh, God. Uh, oh, he watched Jesus. Power Rangers with me. <laughs> uh on first watch and he was here yesterday for brent's wedding brent congratulations congrats brent he got married on saturday he's gonna be a guest someday Yay! on a guest episode long time listener uh Kaimi was here for that and i i made him watch the art of racing in the rain with me and i picked the movie because uh it's fucking hilarious that there's a dog car movie <laughs> <laughs> And and is there a reason why Kaimi is not a guest host today? Did he just want to go home and be away from this movie for a while? He could have came on, Jace. He could have. Um, I think we we were up in there about when we were gonna record, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's I true. I forgot to give him the micro, the guest microphone. So if if oh. I have this straight, Kaimi has without pay and without content just consumed both these movies. Yes. Uh, yes under under your purview that's that's great kaimi if you're out there listening to this um you're welcome yeah you're, you're welcome for that yeah. feel free to come on next time you come on you can you can talk about those two movies we'll let you do that so jace what is the art of racing in the rain because we, we brought it up during the dog season you know you, you mentioned you wanted to see this dog race car movie so bad and it never happened but like tell our audience what it what what's it about dog 
Yeah. Um, vroom, vroom. So, Denny Swift, the main, <laughs> the, the second main character. So dumb. Took me two thirds of the movie to uh, realize that his name was Denny. Denny Swift is like a made up fucking name in like a racing porno. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Denny Swift is, uh, I guess, the second main character who uh this this movie is a story of a dog that's like really human whose owner is a race car driver a formula one driver and um it's basically kevin costner as the dog's voice narrating his life for dear god two hours um (laughs) as you know denny swift has a normal human life where he drives a race car gets a dog gets married has a baby and then some really wild lost shit and some really like dark notes, and then some crazy law, like uh, all <laughs> happening in Seattle, which is kind of cool. And then dog, and racing, and then more dog, and then racing. And the dog's name is Enzo after Enzo Ferrari. So that's another car point. So uh, I I suppose Jace, yeah, and that that does cover it. This movie was a moderate moderate success surprisingly in the box office it came out in 2019 uh this movie was made for between 18 to 20 million dollars grossed 33.8 million so this is actually like they actually made some bucks back on this unfortunately they will not learn their lesson but i wanted to take a look at the box office for august 9th 2019 we're actually uh coming up on like the what is it 40 year anniversary of this movie happy birthday art of racing in the rain i wanted you guys to guess okay this is before the great bad thing that happened in 2020 uh what was the box office in august 9th 2019 try to put your brains back in that old world number one in the box office this is a horror film it's produced by lionsgate I don't know if you're going to get this. Gate. Is it a sequel for something? It? It's not it. It's not a sequel. This is an original movie, but it's based on a book. So I guess not really original. It's a- adapted. It's adapted from a popular children's book. Just like this movie, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Popular That's children's true. book? Popular children's book. It is a horror movie. Gary Stories to Tell in the Dark? That's correct. Ryan. Wow. One point. Number one in the box office grossed eight point seven million dollars uh number two this is Had a, a movie that <laughs> i don't know what was happening Eight here man i don't think august is august august is oh, probably think, not a I hot month was, for movies i think it was eight million that barbenheimer's like, going on right now man eight million was the was it's the fucking right day all right it wasn't like the it, it wasn't the fucking opening weekend entire run all right mm. i think the, i think scary stories made like 100 mil like after its run uh number two on this list okay this is a sequel to a franchise that's very big, and we may have watched one movie from this franchise. Was it John Wick 3? It's not John Wick 3. I'm afraid to say anything else. Okay, Fast 7? It's not Fast 7, but you're close. Hobbs and Shaw? It's Hobbs and Shaw. JC oh. had this. <laughs> We're tied for the box office game. Wow. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, a huge fucking movie. <laughs> that might have been like one of the last times I went to the movie theater. I think it was like pre-pandemic this, or just like like, like pre-pandemic. I've never seen it, but I, I heard it's, it was it's good. Just, it's insane. <laughs> it was surprisingly good. I didn't yeah. have an expectation and I left the theater like that was fun. OK, hell yeah. This is weekend two of Hobbs and Shaw, uh, fellow number two, number three here. OK. This one, I don't think you guys are going to get off the dome, so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of help here, okay? This is a live-action adaptation of a very popular animated children's show. 
I'm going to I'm going to give you a hint that I think is going to give it away. So whoever gets this faster is going to get this. The main character of the show likes to explore. Dora the Explorer? That's correct. Dora and the City of the Lost. You said explore. Dora and the Lost City of Gold by Paramount Pictures. Number four in the box office this weekend is a Disney movie. A live action Disney movie that has John Oliver in it. The Lion King. Jace is correct. You guys are tied again. Damn it. Wait, what? Um, I'm, I should have stopped at three. What? Uh, <laughs> You're shitting me. Uh, okay, we're at number five. Okay, we're getting close. The Art of Racing the Rain was number six, so I'm at five now, all right? We're getting kind of low in the box office. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm. You're saying that I was yes. correct. You're correct. You're not memeing right now. No, it was The Lion King. Huh. It's the live action adaptation of The Lion King. Congratulations. Number five. We're at 15 days in, into this, this movie's run. It's a big movie. And it's about Hollywood. Um, uh, Once, Once upon, upon a time, time in Hollywood? Hollywood. I think Ryan got that one first. <laughs> we said it at the same time. I, I received his signal it, first. Were, I got his signal. But you were first. quicker saying the um, title. I was trying to say at the exact same time as you. And Denali's being just like he was last episode that he released, where he's like, "I'm gonna go back and listen to see who said it first. <laughs> and he never does. It was Ryan that episode and too. And also, you can just move his audio track to whenever <laughs> you want it to be. Since My when man. have I have I favored Ryan in these quizzes? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan is severely hamstrung in these quizzes, and he still wins. All right. Um, yeah, right. I got to give it to you. This one that was a close one, Jace. Um, I think this technically breaks the streak of the box office. No, I game. broke the streak last week. You broke the streak. Okay, congratulations. Um, but back to this actual movie. It starts as you guys said with a dog playing in his puddle of his own his own pee, and I he's old. Playing. <laughs> you say playing? Laying. I, I was drinking some cold ice water. My tongue <laughs> control is not very good right now. Now, like. Imagine my disappointment when I find out the dog talks in this movie. Oh my like, I god! See, I see this like I hear Kevin Costner's voice. I'm like, oh, it's the main character, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm laying here and I'm the dog, and I'm like, oh fuck <laughs> me, <laughs> and I'm like, this is gonna be one of those dogs, and I'm like, okay, but maybe he's gonna stop after the first scene. They're gonna kind of like set the thing. Oh ha ha, then- <laughs> yeah. It's freaking like Homeward Bound up in this shit. It's <laughs> It's that's all the movie is. Every now and then, a like a like a human character will talk, and uh, sometimes it's the homeward bound angle where the the camera is like handheld down low, and it kind of like shakes a little bit so you can tell it's like not on a tripod. Yeah, and it'll be like, "Huh, what's this human saying?" Huh, and then the humans will go walking around and do something that's not really the dog. Dog will be like, "Man, I, I really hope he gives me a piece of that or that turkey." It was sweet fucking relief every time a human talked in this movie just to get a break from this history channel watching dog. Kind of fucking insane how much dog content. Like, honestly, I would say 80% of the script was Kevin Costner just getting to voice. He was probably like in his bathrobe at home with a microphone. Like, My my question was, how were you guys going to envision kevin costner delivering this because i envision yeah. like okay there's a studio and like kevin here, here's the deal We're, we got a little bit of a thought experiment for you it's kind of like improv okay. we're okay. gonna put you in this room for two hours two hours and you're just gonna come up with like dog content just like pretend you're a dog what would a dog be thinking about 
Well, I was watching a History Channel Good. show about Keep Mongolia going. once. Just, just go. And, uh, just go. I heard they bury their dogs in the steppe. And, that's uh, dog related, so that's the count. One time we'll I that. ate a hot <laughs> pepper and I made a big old fat stinky shit on someone's carpet once. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And then I think they were like, oh, we can make a script out of this. And then they wrote the humans into it. Some of the stuff he would say is just like random shit that I think a grandpa would say. And they put the dog's face over the scene to make it seem like the dog was saying this for no reason. Right. And they would build a scene Around just the random shit he would say. Eve's last breath freed her soul. I saw it leave myself. Oh, I guess we need to write uh, someone dying in this scene now. Uh, my my envisioning of Kevin Costner in this is he's on all fours. I think he's gone full method here. I think he's on a rug with a microphone down low, and I think he's trying to really do this thing because I do think he's invested in this role. Like I do, th- it does sound like he's trying to deliver something in this movie. Uh, what do you guys think? uh i'm i'm like recalling that it fell flat i think like yeah. a lot of it fell flat and mm-hmm. i think i was just having a uh like a mental disconnect of a dog that can say like shakespearean poetic prose and then be like i don't know how to open a door that has a lever <laughs> <laughs> the dog was incredibly smart and incredibly dumb at the same time and you can tell this thing is dad core from like the opening shot I mean, like you see this dog in like this white picket fence house and he's just starting to talk about like stoicism and being a man. And there's there's all this like monologuing about like being the best at racing or something. It's just like it plays so deeply to dads that I feel like dads would be insulted watching it. Hey, I don't think every every other car movie we've watched has you've got to be the rest best at racing, you know, so (laughs) that's just a point. Mm-hmm. My, so you picked up on something where like it's pandering, right? I think that's essentially right. Like it's, yeah. it's pandering to a, to a certain type of person. And it is extremely obvious to people who are not that person who it's pandering <laughs> towards, right? Right, like, right. It's even voiced by the type of person they're pandering towards. It's fucking Kevin Costner. <laughs> like the most <laughs> dad core actor in the world. And, this dog is a fucking boomer. Like, I imagine dogs being like, yeah, they're kind of like maybe not very self-aware, but like they're pretty progressive, I think. Like, you think dogs like, are progressive? Yeah, I think dogs are progressive. Like, they like everybody. That's apparently <laughs> progressive nowadays. You, th- you think dogs would vote for free healthcare? Yeah. Or they vote for Dogs don't know butts. that you're fucking paying with it. There's a scene in this movie where the guy can't pay for his goddamn vet bills. And the dog was like, yeah, free market. Yeah, suck it, Lib. There's a couple, so I I want to get this kind of over with and then just like joke about it. But there's a okay. couple yes. things that really really struck out that were like this is so male dominated when oh it was God. written, when it was acted, and who was targeted towards not only male but like a certain type of male, right? Because the dog apparently expresses this opinion that <laughs> oh God, he no. doesn't value women for anything until they until, give birth. Yeah, and then he's like, oh. He's like, oh, shit, they can give birth? They can give my owner <laughs> progeny? Like, I Ryan is not even exaggerating. Like, he, he doesn't even get into rights. He's just like, the first thing he says about the first female character in this, and it's, it's stacked with dads all the way until this moment happens and all the way after. And the first thing he mentions is her pheromones. And then the second thing he mentions is her, quote, plump buttocks. And I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? That was fucking wild. <laughs> 
That was so funny. What the fuck, dude? This this dog was talking in a way where it's like nobody talks like that. And they don't even explain why the dog talks like that. There's no kind of like, like I thought they would at least tie in. Re- they talked about reincarnation. So I was like, okay, maybe this dog is like the soul of the main character's dad. And that's why he talks like this. He talks in this super weird philosophical way. But there was no fucking explanation. And Jace, you mentioned like the book here that it was, it, it, you know, it did pretty well. It was on the bestseller list for like a hundred weeks or something crazy. Hmm. But like, there's a chance this translates better through the book. But I think just the content alone, I think it's it's probably not great because <laughs> it's just like how good can a, a book about just like a dog and talking about like just weird individualistic stoic exceptionalism through like the guise of racing. I mean, this is kind of like the fountainhead like it has this weird randian ideology also because the charm of a dog is that they're not human that's the whole fucking point (laughs) like if there was a human trapped in a dog's body like that would be the plot of the shaggy da that's funny it's all about like you know making the world recognize that they're human but like in this movie the dog was like certified dog so yeah. it didn't make sense that the dog was also human. And the only, apparently the only thing fucking stopping this dog from taking over the world was opposable thumbs, which were mentioned a lot. That also seems like a dad thing is talking about our opposable, opposable thumbs, thumbs and how that makes us superior <laughs> to apes <laughs> and nothing else. And like, yeah, I mean, this dog, like, I just, I wish there was just more of something. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. This movie is just, it, it doesn't fucking make any sense why he's like this and why he can't communicate certain things. Like, if you have a dog narrating at such a deep level, there's scenes where he's like, and then I couldn't do anything uh, because I'm just a fucking dog. And I'm like, dude, yeah, you have, yeah, like, this. He was so self-deprecating. He'd be like, I'm just a stupid dog. I'm going to Shake your head, here. yes. <laughs> Wag right? your tail. And like, even in even yeah. in Homeward Bound, there's like there's an there's an in-universe explanation and that the humans and the dogs can't understand each other. Right? Mm-hmm. That that's the in-universe explanation for why dogs have human personalities, but they're still dogs. Because there, there's no talking. It's like Pokemon. Yeah. But in yeah. this, there's a complete and perfect one-way transfer of information from humans to dogs and full understanding but just the dog can't figure out how to be like bark once for yes bark two for no and the dog understands abstract concepts he's like yeah and then denny secured a lucrative contract in italy which i understand (laughs) (laughs) like it was your standard industry contract so what he did was two years he had a work exchange (laughs) it's like dude just grab a stick and start writing and the visa process was held up from the misdemeanor class four assault that he got when he uh and like what wait yeah why did the dog understand this <laughs> also like i mean aside from the fact that this movie is wider than a mayo commercial it also has like one of the most visible tv victims i think for me of the writer's strike and it's kind of ironic that like the writer's strike is now i mean the the lead here is peter petrelli from the show heroes which was like one of my favorite shows in 2006 that famously got tanked um, because studios weren't paying the writers and they had to go on strike and then they didn't have any good writers to finish the show and it, it was fucking terrible. I mean, did you guys watch Heroes? No. This first season? First season, man. Peter Petrelli. He was like the lead. I think he was like a fan favorite and he's one of those guys where it's like, I thought he was pretty good on the show 
And I was like, what happened to this guy? And then I see him in this movie. And I'm like, oh, dang it. <laughs> like, I know he's he's taken on some, like, good work. He was in, like, This Is Us, which was big. Uh, and I don't really think he was even bad in this movie, which is, like, swamped Wait, with are you talking about Milo? Are you talking about? Are you talking about yeah, the actor yeah. Milo Ventimiglia? Yeah, the lead. Okay. Yeah. You keep saying... Who the hell is Peter Petrelli? I think the hero's character's name. He's man. He's yeah. funny. I was like, who the fuck is Peter Petrelli? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't think he was terrible in this movie, um, but I think a lot of the acting in this was absolutely horrible. Yeah. The the dad, right? The Not the main character, but like yeah. his wife's dad. So his father-in-law was terrible. And then the what I thought the biggest victim of this being transformed into the movie though were the, were the side characters did you guys read this in the trivia what happened no. to the side characters oh the his friends right his friends his two male friends were a gay couple in the, in the book. book but since this is fr- made for and by boomers that's a no-no <laughs> can't and have they're that just, they're just bros because there was a couple times where they they would reference each other <laughs> the two yeah, male yeah, side yeah, characters yeah. would reference each other but there was no like no reference to them yeah. living together or like don't you mean us kind of a thing like uh that would have been so easy think about now this is from a different era so the jokes were not up to 2019 standards. <laughs> no 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 uh, i'm talking about the movie big daddy uh-huh. his two friends are a gay couple in that movie did you guys remember that part of that i haven't movie? seen big daddy <laughs> we talked yeah we talked about big daddy like a week ago yeah i haven't seen it what yeah yeah, but still, it's like, it doesn't, it's not a plot point, and they're not thrown in there as token characters, but like, it's so weird to take that out. Mm. It is. It is. It's kind of, it reminds me of Troy, where they changed the plot to make uh, Brad Pitt and his lover's ca- character cousins instead of lovers, which, even though like the whole point was that he was doing this out of love. Um, what? Yeah, like in, in Troy, you've seen, you've seen Troy. I've never seen Troy. I've Have never you read seen the Troy. book? Oh, I've read great. the books. I've read the Italian version. <laughs> Fucking sick movie. The Italian version. Uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's a decision to leave that out. There probably was a conversation where they're like, we're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Kevin Costner was like, I can't be in it. <laughs> He's like, I won't be your dog. And they're like, damn, nobody else is willing to just sit in a room for be a days dog. on end Fuck. and record dog footage. <laughs> you know who I think would have nailed this, though? Sean Bean. I think Sean yeah. Bean could have killed this role. Oh, yeah. But Sean Bean wouldn't roll around on the ground like Andy Circus. Kevin Mr. Costner, Costner is you don't a need yes. to do that. <laughs> Mr. Costner, you don't need to do that. It's okay. They rotoscoped Kevin Costner right into the dog. That wasn't a real dog. There was a couple dog scenes in this movie that were definitely CG uh, when he was lifting the puppy. Did you guys uh-huh. notice yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked weird. Sure. It looked really weird. Uh, I think the, the, the puppy in the car uh, driving into Seattle for the first time. Yeah. I was looking at that. I made a comment about whether or not it was fake, but I'm glad you you're backing me up yeah, there. Yeah. I, yeah. It's I think it was fake. And like, it's just like this movie. I, I can't believe I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's it's too much dog and not enough car. Like, what do you mean? Can't every, believe you're saying it. It's a freaking car season. I can't it's not the believe, dog season. I know. I normally like I'm normally the dog season. I was always like needs more dog. <laughs> this one. I'm like, it's too much dog. It's we should have watched it in the dog season. Dog. And, like, every time they start showing just a smidgen of race stuff, a couple of vroom vroom scenes, I'm like, oh, shit. They just, they snatch it away for some other bullshit, dude. And they say, they like, snatch it away. it's been six months and two days since I last smelt a racetrack. <laughs> I smelt the oil and the gasoline. 
it'll literally be scenes like that and the dog's just like looking out a window and it's played completely sh- straight <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a single thing in this movie that wasn't played straight yeah oh i guess okay mm-hmm. we do need to talk about the zebra do we need to talk about the zebra <laughs> yeah because that was a weird fucking shit out of nowhere that seems like, kind of spooky okay. dude that yeah. freaked me out so, dude, i was like i was like hold up is this gonna go into like a crime like psycho thriller movie direction <laughs> but it only lasted 30 seconds but there was this scene that was so out of place completely tonally different from the rest of this movie and it was yes pretty much the only 30 seconds i enjoyed but the dog is home alone which we need to talk about this scene as well and he starts quote unquote hallucinating that the daughter's toy zebra is like real and like animated and it's walking around her room and like in the dark it's like doing kung fu moves and it was yeah. really weird this is in the middle of a like feel-good dog movie the whole thing was like this dog fixates on this zebra toy which i think like they're trying to be like oh yeah dogs some dogs just hate certain stuffed animals and he's just talking about the zebra toy and they have this interlude like ryan said where it's just really surreal and he like rips it apart and then they later have this toys scene. apart all of yeah. his all of his the girls toys apart yeah he rips all the toys apart and then you have this really weird scene where the main character just loses his fucking shit on this dog <laughs> can we okay out of character rewind moment. let me rewind i think rewind we have... <laughs> because okay here's what happens i'm gonna lay the facts out <laughs> okay okay yeah, 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 yeah i'm gonna lay the facts out and then yeah. we can lay judgment okay first off the the owner the main owner milo is out of town he's Denny. gone Whatever. Who gives a fuck? He's out of town. Denny Swift. <laughs> he's out of town on a race. So he's gone for like three days or something like that. The next day, the wife and the daughter are at home alone and the wife starts getting sick. And the dog, of course, can smell that shit, but doesn't say fucking anything. And they're at home. They're home. And the wife gets sick. So she's like, we got to go. And at this point, I thought she was like leaving him for another man or something like that. But anyways, she just. What? What are you talking about? I thought that was You're, happening. They didn't I, explain I'm anything. I'm supposed to trust your review of a movie that you can't take the single tiniest hit of context. <laughs> she's You're clearly just blinded sick, by man. anger. She just she gets sick. And she leaves. And okay. she goes to her parents' house for like two days. Three. And leaves the dog Three whole in the ass house. days. With leaves no the dog by himself in the house. And doesn't tell anyone. Does not tell her grandparents to check on the dog. Doesn't tell the friends that check on the dog. Doesn't tell the owner, the the main character, the husband, to, to check on the dog. Or that, that, that even the dog's home alone. And she just leaves. Two days later, the main character guy gets home. And there's a whole fucking 30 minute long scene about Kevin Costner going on on a waxing <laughs> soliloquy about this. But they couldn't cut any of that. They had to leave all that in. <laughs> the main character gets home and he's like, dog, like, what are you doing? You're home alone. What's going on? Okay. Implying, number one, he hasn't talked to his wife in three days. His wife didn't tell anyone that she was sick. The wife didn't tell anyone that the dog was home alone. The wife didn't go to a doctor. But she was too sick to even remember that she left the dog home alone for three days, but she didn't go to the doctor. I think I do have a defense for the wife, and she did have a brain tumor in this movie. Oh, yeah, totally. But that doesn't that doesn't explain anything else. Like, oh, yeah, okay, she couldn't think of it. Or at the time, she was really confused because she had a brain tumor. Three days have gone by. If my dog's home for three hours, I'm like, oh, shit, when am I going to get home next? And so then the two follow-ups 
are he finds out that the dog pooped on the rug. He pooped on the the mat by the door. On purpose, he pooped only in one location, on the mat by the door. He's a good dog. He's a good dog. Right. Well. He said. And then the second thing he did was was the zebra stuff that we talked about. He chewed up the toys, the girls' toys, because he's lacking enrichment. And the owner gets home and is like, says two things. He says, uh, you only pooped on the mat, right? (laughs) And also, you're a bad dog. (laughs) You're a stupid fucking dog. And starts like beating the dog for chewing up the toys. And doesn't care. Doesn't even care that the dog's been left home alone for three days. That was so weird. And he does it in front of his wife and kids. And, like, he has never talked like this throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And he's like, so you jarring. stupid dog. And I'm like, whoa. And so one thing you understand, like, as a dog owner or as a dog is yeah. that <laughs> you're lucky that entire house wasn't covered in shit. <laughs> like, on a good don't, day. Don't, don't be like, you only went in one spot, right? Like, who cares where the dog went? It was left inside for three days. Like, the dog's not the person at fault here. The dog can't. Oh my god, it's so annoying! Yeah, like the dog was clearly stressed, man. Like dogs get well, also fucking it has stressed to poop. For, it was a bizarre scene. I also just don't know why that had to be kept in. Like it didn't really serve any purpose aside from having Kevin Costner just like go completely insane on the mic for like a huge portion of the movie's real estate. Like this thing is clocking two hours, and that's a long time to have a dog racing movie. Like it's not. It's doesn't need to be in here and it's adding all these weird tonalities and like we're talking about kind of the wife um aspect of this movie because it's it's only like a certain percentage of this movie where the wife's character is there and i feel like the character is just there to kind of serve this like really sad plot but like this movie it was just like they're holding up cue cards where audience is supposed to like cry be mad laugh cry it's just it's felt really pandery i think like Ryan said, where it's just like, okay, we're going to do this excruciatingly sad scene that you're supposed to cry now. And then we're going to do this rage bait fucking scene that's going to make you just like so mad that you're going to freak out. Like, it's just movies like this, I feel like are really prevalent in like kind of these like dad core made for streaming kind of hallmarky movies where it just it feels gross to watch. And I feel like kind of it's like cheap because you're not invested in these characters but they're just trying to just bait you into these like harsh emotions. I just, that that part I think got me the most out of watching this movie. Yeah, so are you saying that they purposely put that in because you were supposed to be angry at the characters? I think, no, I, when I talk about the rage bait scenes, I'm kind of more talking about like the, the whole like in-laws trying to take the kid away after the mom dies, the whole fight scene and like the whole suing scene. Um, I think that scene in particular where he's just yelling at the dog, I have no reason, like, I cannot find a reason for that to be in the movie at all. I think you're supposed to be like, oh, poor dog. Oh, he feels bad. He apologized. He's he's petting the dog now. And, oh, you're supposed to, he's a good man, but he's tough. Oh, don't fuck with him, but he's a good man. Well, right. I think maybe it's more like, oh, they have to put a scene in with the dad disciplining the dog because all the boomer-ass dads watching this are going to feel like assholes when they realize that, Oh, these people in this movie don't do that. God. I mean, we mentioned this, like, this is kind of just, like, conservative libertarian fantasy. Aside from scenes like that, it's a lot of monologuing about not dwelling on the past and being responsible for your own actions, which I feel like just, like, that is just too, it's too on the nose. (laughs) It's literally, like, there's six separate monologues about this topic. Like, when you're in the race car, 
It's it's just you in the road, and it's you gotta be in the moment. You can't be thinking about the past at all, just the present, and you gotta be in charge of your own vehicle. No one else's, and, and don't worry it, about the future. Yeah, don't worry about don't like, don't worry about anybody else. Don't worry yeah. about what's gonna happen later to anybody else. Yeah, and don't worry in the past what's happened to anybody else. And protect your house. Yes, we get to the point after the wife dies. And I think this is like the second half of the movie where we're getting into this like legal battle portion <laughs> of this movie where the the parents are trying to take the kids, the kid away from uh, Denny's character. And if you're wondering why we haven't really talked about any like cars or racing yet, um, we're also wondering this as well, because um, at this point there's been mention of him being involved with his racing career, how it's tearing him away from his family. But a lot of it, I think it's kind of just like a family drama between yeah. these two. It's a lot of he, court stuff. He'll be like, oh, I got a race. Okay, see ya. I'm not going to be the next 15 minutes of this movie. <laughs> He's like, oh, back Instead from racing. Instead of like making the movie go to the race. We have like 25 minutes of racing content. A majority of it is them on a couch watching racing on a TV um and then some cute scenes where he's like either w- holding the dog or holding his daughter like like oh, oh I mean, this turns oh yeah it's about it it made me feel the budget too where it's like they had a racetrack for one day and they're like all right let's get all the shit we need in here and we're like oh fuck we can't we can't film any more race scenes oh, we're just gonna God, have to have talk me. about it so towards the middle slash end there's a scene where this guy who works for ferrari shows up in the new ferrari which is product placement for the budget but also he parks it at a really peculiar angle and then he gets out and then they like they talk but they they apparently get in back in the car and they drive it around and then later there's a scene of them getting out of the car after they've driven it around yeah it's parked in the exact same spot and orientation and time of day and everything as when they got in the car <laughs> so i think they just they just filmed the one scene like hey let's go get, let's go driving and they clank clank and they shut, shut the doors and they're like okay now we're filming the scene where you get out and they're like okay and they open the doors like wow that was fun man and it's like it's the same set setup that's how you make a movie that's for smart 18 mil baby yeah that's yeah. how you save some cash right how did you feel about the legal scenes in this movie was it was it uh good uh bad it's pretty i mean I, I don't mean, want I think I don't even have to say anything. Okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> like I think you guys yeah. can can dissect why this maybe looks like people know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But what's can I ask you guys, what do you think is wrong with the legal stuff in this movie? Um, the grandmother should have been in jail as a felon <laughs> for helping push a fake law <laughs> help helping push a fake crime that got all the way to the courthouse didn't she lie under oath too yes <laughs> she lied her oath and she's like wait oh fuck <laughs> i was lying um hey if I you live like... on mercer island you can get eaten for all i care so <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck you guys uh that whole ultimatum thing where he's like uh listen like you got this fourth degree ass- i didn't even know there was a fourth degree like assault thing and he's like, that's going to throw your whole case out the window and they're going to win everything and you have to settle. Like that felt a little weird to me. I wasn't sure if that would invalidate yeah. your whole custody case. Like you guys that. are, you're, you're both right. I, but you're narrowing on narrowing in okay, on okay, stuff that's okay. like really specific. So maybe that's, maybe they did a good job of well, hiding this. But, but I what's, mean, what's, what's, what are your opinions of the general concept of what's going on legally? 
<laughs> oh, uh, they even said it in the movie. In Washington State, a child is already always given to the legal parent, the legal guardian. So the whole suit to begin with would have been bullshit. Right. I feel like you're trying to said, get me to say more. I don't know what no, to say No, more. you're right. You're, okay. I'm just trying not to, I'm not trying not yeah. to yeah. Like, guide you. You're a race car driver. Therefore, you could explode in a race car track. Therefore, <laughs> give your kid okay, to us. Okay, congratulations. You'll have her in a year. <laughs> or you won't. <laughs> well, so, for the audience. That's true. What? That's a good counter. <laughs> What? All right, what's the big fucking deal then? <laughs> <laughs> For the audience uh, who undoubtedly did not watch this movie, the what happens is the the mom dies tragically from a some sort of cancer that is, goes pretty much undetermined. The grandparents then rich assholes. Yes. Yes. Using the these are not my words. Using the words from the movie, they sue for custody of the child who still has a living parent who still has a living father they sue the father for custody of the child um and then th- this escalates into like a confrontation where the old crotchety motherfucker tries to grab the main character and i don't know misses or maybe gets his feelings hurt or something and it just kind of <laughs> just kind of books it into the wall he's like ah <laughs> and then they they use that they, they file a police complaint, and they use that and say, uh, well, if you give us custody of the kid, we'll make this charge go away. And that's kind of eventually what turns into a, like a mini legal drama for about 45 minutes in this movie. And it doesn't make a lot of sense, because like this movie accurately determines, you can't, the word sue is not even the right word. It's, it's you, you would file a petition, <laughs> but you can't petition for custody of a kid that's not yours. Like, you cannot do that. Grandparents. You can't can be pe- like, give me that kid. I'm going to the playground right now. I'll be right back. Right. <laughs> Grandparents can petition for visitation rights. Right. Okay. They cannot petition for custody unless the parent is determined to be, like, Unfit. actually be neglecting the child. Right? So that, that's yeah. called a neglect proceeding, not a custody proceeding. The custody proceeding would happen after that. So you, you're not neglecting the child by your wife dying from a brain tumor <laughs> right. and you having a job. Like, they're like, you, you have a job, therefore you can't take the kid. We're unemployed, therefore we should get the kid. <laughs> and like, number one, like you, so, so first off, you just don't have standing. Like, that's not a thing. Like, they, mm. they try to point this out and the lawyer tries to say, yeah, it'd be bogus. They, they can't do nothing. And in our state, you get custody rights. But then... The, 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 they kind of like that. This this whole thing with getting him arrested for assault and shit, which I would which would be unrelated. But they kind of take the stance that I hate in that like no matter what, this is gonna go to trial, and we're gonna see who's in the right, and hopefully the good guy will win at trial. That's not what fucking happens. They say we're I'm gonna file for summary judgment. So so they kind of pretend like they know what's going on. But, like, that's not the way it works. Summary judgment's actually, like, really fucking late, dude. You would have to wait, like, six months. No, that's not what you would file for. And, like, (laughs) no, it's like, ah! It's so frustrating because it's, like, it's close enough to reality to fool people. And people might be like, oh, I kind of know a little bit about family law because I watched this movie, Art of Racing in the Rain. But, like, (laughs) no, no. It's all governed by sensible rules. I really like how this movie ends with a law scene just to like put a cherry on top of making Ryan mad. <laughs> just having this terrible custody battle. 
Um, yeah, that's interesting to hear too, Ryan. Because like, um, I guess I didn't I didn't mention it, but like his whole thing about standing. Like, I think I was imagining that maybe they were trying to price him out. They were like, oh, we have all this money, we can keep this case running, and maybe you'd have to settle somehow. Like, I feel like they were trying to do something like that. But if the the thing's gonna get thrown out anyways, right? Like, if it's just a bullshit thing, wouldn't it not go that far? Well, right, and it's called a nuisance. So number one, when you try to get someone to settle. You do it for like the nuisance cost. And that's when you're suing like a corporation, not when you're suing right. for someone's kid. Like, so the, the nuisance cost does not factor into this thing. And also like it does, you, you don't lose a fuck ton of money by someone filing a petition for custody. Like that's not, it's not one of those things that you would try to like, <sighs> custody proceedings are so in depth, like guys, they're like so, so so in depth when they actually go to trial okay that you wouldn't be able to sneak by and be like <laughs> well he's actually a terrific father who cares a lot about his kid and is willing to work like super hard to give the kid a good life and he has a good home and a good support structure and everything for this kid and the kid wants to live with them and everything it's like a great relationship but, but he yelled at a dog once yeah <laughs> you called him stupid <laughs> Like, no, that's not the way it works. It's a totality kind of way of thing. So it's it, that's okay. not the way it works. Uh, well, lucky for our uh, our boy, Danny, he does get the kid back in a scene. Uh, it would have almost been better if he, like, won the kid back in a race somehow. I feel like that would have been more fitting. Pink slips, baby. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Birth Winner take off. And title. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and then uh, it's just a very saccharine ending with where he just, he, you know, he sees the grandparents, he gives them a nod, he's like, yeah, well, it's all right, go see the kids still, and then uh, he gets the job in Italy, right? And then he his dog be... dies, and then he meets the kid who's reincarnated yeah. from his dog, whose name is Enzo, and... Oh my god, is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. The the little boy was Was Enzo. the dog. Yeah, it was the dog. I guess I just thought, like, you I just tell thought because he was just but... standing there stupid. <laughs> like an absolute moron um do we want to <laughs> god do we want to get into our meters for this movie our accelerometer we have been using this throughout this season to measure how car <laughs> this movie was um i think this one will actually be an interesting accelerometer i mean and jace what, what do you think about how car this movie was yeah uh we spent the last hour talking about everything but the car but i think Honestly, interlaced, like it's it's the primary character motivation of Denny. Um, it's weirdly also kind of the primary character motivation of the dog, Enzo, <laughs> and his entire relationship with his wife. Like the majority of it is like the dog wants to be at the racetrack with him, which is weird. He works to teach people how to drive racing in it was lost in translation, but he was only hired by Ferrari because of his skill as driving in the rain. And there was a really neat exposition uh, of the date of a Daytona, 24 hours of Daytona, where he it starts raining. He's put in as a racer. He comes up and um, he gets the team into second before a young new hotshot comes in and puts the car in the wall and disqualifies him. So there was we opened with him getting the dog and this really kind of fun shot of driving into Seattle. And I didn't know the movie was based in Seattle. That was um, fine. So I, I liked that. I think overall i was um i was expecting a bit more i was expecting more car i was expecting it to be a funny 50 50 dog thing that'll come up in our wolfometer which we'll give after this <laughs> um but i th i think 
This definitely has to be like 200% more car than Power Rangers. So I, I think I'm going to give it, I think I'm going to give it a four, 4,000 RPMs. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I mean, the movie was way too long. There was a breadth of information. The, the fact that this movie touched on so many things really, 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 really took away from the car thing. But when they were in cars and dealing with them, they made me think that like they knew what the racing was like. And I checked out a post about this movie on like the Formula One. There's a post on the Formula One subreddit, and people were like, "Oh yeah, they kind of, they kind of, they, they think they kind of like they kind of represented it." I think so, like some of the they racing stuff. F- yeah. Yeah. It, okay. That's. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Was it Ryan? What do you think about the carness of this movie? It's. I, I agree. It's very. It's difficult because on one hand, the cars were the motivation for a lot of stuff, but it reminds me of those TV shows or movies where like there's a character who exists who's never seen. Like in BoJack Horseman, Peanut Butter is always talking about Erica. And so like he just always like, Erica, he'll like advance the plot of this person's story every time he sees them off screen and remarks about what's going on. And uh, this happens quite a bit in Twin Peaks. There's uh, the main character, Coop, has a recorder and he talks to the recorder and he always addresses it as Diane. And it's never really clear whether Diane's like a real person. And that's the way cars are treated in this movie. The guy is a professional driver who takes a cab. So even the movies, even the scenes where he's in a car, some of them... They don't even drive. He's not not even driving. What if Milo can't drive? It's so... It's. I don't know how much of this is a car movie or is it a movie about cars where like, yeah, I, and the cars are always portrayed through the dog's viewpoint where like there's no engine talk. There's no like CCs and horsepower talk. It's just like, oh, I like this car because my, 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 it smells good and there was a hiney in it and you, you don't get any if you showed this to like a bro car like a car bro he'd be like he'd be like why this is just car related it's like when somebody buys a gift for your hobby and they don't know anything about the hobby so they just buy like some random thing that's tangentially related that you have no use for it's like that's like what this movie is so while it's not going to bottom out at the one or the two or even like the three three is pushed like i I could see three on my scale but there's no final race you know, there's there no is. button that makes the car go faster. It's the race to the dog's death when he goes on the test track oh, in that model Ferrari. That was pr- that was actually a good scene. I like that. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna give it. Oh God, I got. I don't know. I'm gonna go with a four. I'm gonna be a little bit generous. Yeah, because this is a hard, like, legitimately hard accelerometer <laughs> to give. Because, like, fuck, it's it's there is a lot of car shit in here. Yeah. But it's it, like we we couldn't like talk about it. It, it be- might be a good gateway for someone for, and it might be an easy transition out if someone like yeah. is only watches car movies. <laughs> and someone's like, you should probably watch some normal people movies. <laughs> yeah, like this, like you said, Ryan. This this kind of reminds me of like Gotham, like the TV show where it's it's a show about Batman but without Batman in it, and it's just like there's hmm. all this shit. Uh, excuse the pun, driving the story. But it, it it doesn't really create like an integral point in the story. Like I wish I had one scene with Denny just like racing the entire time. 
because there'll be like one like there'll be like split seconds where he's like on behind a steering wheel but mm -hmm. he's not really doing anything so it never felt like this movie was motivated by racing at all it could have just been baseball playing it could have been golfing like it could have been any other thing just to replace it because the actual plot of this movie was this dog's bullshit and whatever bullshit was happening in denny's family the the driving in this movie seemed like a vessel to kind of like talk about life and read proverbs and shit like i don't really see any reason to have racing in here like you take racing out of fast and furious i don't know what you're gonna have left okay you take racing and trucks and cars out of out of power rangers you're gonna get a submarine movie but anyways this that wasn't a good example this this movie you take it out it's still gonna be the same fucking movie god in heaven i i'm gonna also okay i'm gonna say this it has it had more than power rangers i'm gonna give it a four like you guys like you guys did all right I'm just, I'm, I was trying to talk myself out of a four. I know. I wanted I to give it lower. I tried to give it a three. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I get it. it. There was, they had, they had like Ferraris and shit in it. They had a lot of cars. <laughs> Damn it. Fuck. All right, let's cut the brass tacks. This is a nine or a 10 on the Wolfometer. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is fucking oh, yeah. insane. This is insane. This is one of the most doggiest dog movies. This is up there with Clifford. This is up there. I don't want to see it go higher. I think, I think, uh, I think I got to give it an I think we 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 had we had a severe lack of dogs talking. Yeah. We had mm -hmm. three dog changes. We had puppy, middle-aged dog, yep. and then he got hit by the car and this movie has terrible pacing issues. So he turned into the really <laughs> old golden retriever like in a heartbeat. Um yeah. you know, it's hitting all the points. I think I think I have to give it a nine. I think I'm gonna give it a nine out of I ten on the wolfometer because there's only one damn dog. Only That's true. Oh. It's, it's there, not, it's not a only... dog's movie. It's just a dog movie. Man, I don't know about you guys, but like the dog had a hundred percent of the screen time. This movie, man, I did not have one. I did not even have like a one full minute without Kevin Costner talking as the dog. I'm gonna say ten because I don't want it to go <laughs> higher. I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna be like, this is it. We we got there, guys. No reason to go any more dog than this. Uh, are I we think grading I it? Fill. Are we also grading it on the dog curve? Because like, no dog movie could be a perfect ten out of ten. That's the movie meter. That's, uh, that's, this, that's, that's the movie. This meter, yeah. this dog this dog was in fucking everything. You took the dog out of this movie, you'll have nothing left. I will say that. Uh, movie meters. Uh, <laughs> movie meter. Man, if I had to live and listen to Kevin Costner for another minute, I was gonna uh, do. I was gonna turn the movie off. <laughs> this uh, it was hell. I thought there were some some cute points. I I think I'm I'm seeing the movie through like uh, obviously it was made by Fox, but I think an interesting point is that this was directed by this guy named Simon Curtis, who is an English director. And I looked at his IMDb, and my man is a solid seven. He's like I don't think anything <laughs> higher than like a seven point <laughs> six on, uh, okay. on things he's directed, and nothing yeah. lower. Than like a six point, nothing lower than a six point five that I saw. My man is just hovering right there, and straight I straight down home plate. This, <laughs> this movie with a certain crowd seems like it did pretty well. Like the the letterbox on this is like a three point four, three point six. That was really surprising. It's it's pretty high. People are people are liking this movie. There, I think a lot of them are just viewing like, oh, this is a family thing. Um, there there's some loss going on, but it didn't hit that didn't hit for me because I thought we were going to get a bit more racing. I wasn't really ready for the wife dying and the grandparents being pieces of shit. Um, I thought that was mixed messaging. I thought they were, they were kind of coming across like, Oh, people using their wealth in their connections to like do shitty things is bad, but it didn't really connect with some of the other, you know, 
topics and themes in the movie. And I, I have no idea. I have no baseline for what the book was like. So uh, it seems like a lot of people really like that. We'll read it next week. <laughs> I don't know what the connection is to this. Um, I think for me, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a two. A two. That's pretty good. I don't know if we've gone higher <laughs> this season. I get Power Rangers uh, a four. So, oh fuck yeah! Whoa. Okay, that's sweet. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, Ryan, what'd you think about this thing? Good or bad? Oh man, bad. Uh, my first note. I want. I want to take. I want to take you a little bit of a trip through my first three notes I wrote. Okay. Okay. And I want to r- recognize that I was using pen. Normally, I use pencil. This week, I used pen. Okay. So I couldn't have changed any of my notes. Uh, the first note before we even put this movie on, I was like, I'm going to make a dumb joke. And it's not at any point going to become relevant, right? Because that would be a total tonal shift from the rest of this movie. And it would stand out like a sore thumb and probably really make the movie a lot crappier, uh, pun intended. <laughs> I said, uh, I, I titled it The Fart of Racing in the Rain. <laughs> Little did I know that there would be an entire scene, like a revenge plot, around the dog laying a steaming pile of diarrhea, and that they would show it. <laughs> they, they showed guys, it. That guys, was the most shocking. He mentioned that. He was like, jaws drop when you saw that yes. honk and steamer? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's funny. It was, you said Kaimi mentioned I think Kaimi literally exclaimed, they showed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they show the dog, and you're like, okay, you can leave it up to the imagination. Yeah. And the prop department decided to flex a little bit here and show the nastiest on-screen shit I've ever seen. (laughs) Think about the John Wick shit. The th- the $3,000 CG shit, the dollop that did not look real. Look this at that practical effects. Man. A million dollars. And then my second note was, <laughs> fuck you, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I noted that I'm not even going to turn the Roomba off. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear half of this movie. <laughs> Uh, no, I, the... didn't, I didn't like this movie like jay said i got up i was walking around i went to the bathroom uh during this movie i'm not even turning thing. your room off is the most damning <laughs> condemnation i've ever heard you give for a media piece um did you guys notice that the the dad didn't do shit with his daughter until the mom died he didn't know when she got out of school yeah. He didn't know like what she ate for lunch. He didn't know like how she did her hair. He didn't know anything. And then he, he didn't understand and then the dog was like gets cold. The dog was like, This is gallant effort by man. He's doing something <laughs> weird. Interacting with a child? A female child? He was <laughs> Eddie was forced to master these skills. Oh yeah, okay. So okay, let's let's get this right. The dad, the male, can master it as soon as he tries. But he has to be forced to do it. How about you voluntarily spend some time with your child? Okay? Like, I, I didn't like anything about this movie. Like, I didn't like a single thing. I didn't like the interactions between the dogs and the humans because they didn't get the highs right. Have you guys ever said hi to a dog? It's, Hello, dog. It's the most, the dog will be the most excited. It's oh, the yeah, best so. thing that's ever happened to that dog. Right? When you come home and see the dog. In every single high scene between the owner, the dog didn't give two shits about the, the the main character <laughs> and you could kind of tell that maybe the dog like just wasn't in a great like stunt person for that particular thing but th- they didn't play that up they only played up the goodbyes but they didn't play up any sort of goodbyes between the actual characters when there was a hard scene like when there was a death scene mm-hmm. they skipped it 
They skipped the talk. He sat down on his daughter's bed to like tell her the news. And I was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to approach this. Like, how would you word that to they're your not. daughter? <laughs> nope. Skipped. And the dog gets to narrate the re- the next scene, the funeral. They talk so much otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't like a single thing about this movie. I'm going to give it a two. It doesn't, it, 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 it avoids the one because it's not like Thanksgiving level. Yeah, man. I mean, this is one of those movies where I actually do wish it was worse. That way I would have at least had some like yucks out of it. Like I would have at least been like, oh man, this movie is like so funny because it's so bad, man. Holy fuck. But it rode that line of being just bad enough to irritate me, but not enough for me to laugh at it. So it's like, God damn it. Like my headspace watching this was already not good. I was exhausted after a long day and I started this thing at like 10 p.m. when I knew I was going to have to get up at six the next morning. So I was like, oh, fuck. All right. I see the runtime when I when I click it on click when I, when I spend money to rent this thing on Amazon Prime. I'm already pissed off at wasting like three dollars, and I see it and I see the two hour runtime, and I'm like, oh my god! And then I see this dog fucking talk, and I'm like, oh Jesus! And he's he's not he's not shutting up. He's he keeps going, and I'm just I fuck man. I spent a lot of my time watching this movie. You know, I didn't enjoy it like you guys said. It was it seemed very insincere. It was too much dog when I'm not expecting it too like that's the thing if i'm expecting a dog movie i was expecting a certain level of dog but if it's like 90 percent of the movie i want to know that going in and not finding <laughs> that out as i'm watching it it's when you're already down that's just like another thing holding you even harder down <laughs> i think by the end of this movie i just felt emotionally exhausted the emotional spikes i think were effective in this movie on me because i'm a like a sensitive person but i felt cheated because it was like effective it was just kind of like they were pushing an emotional button inside my brain they were like sad mad sad mad and like it didn't feel earned at all and by the time i finished it i was just like fuck everyone involved in this movie um the racing scenes were not there and uh what little was there wasn't entertaining at all and then like you guys did i ran this fucker straight through all right i did not pause this a single time normally I'm pausing shit. I'm pausing shit hundreds of times to write notes, to like look at things, to rewind and rewatch ridiculous scenes. Sometimes I'll do funny videos. Uh, this one, I just, I'm like, I'm going to let this run. I'm going to run out the clock on this thing. Uh, and that's, that's a tough thing to do <laughs> for your boy. I haven't watched a serious bad movie since the Anne Hathaway season. And it, and it made me realize how fucking, how, how blessed we've been for the last like 20 movies. Uh, I'm going to give this thing a one. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give it a one. I could give a zero. I will go there. Wow. Uh, but I think some people tried making this. I'll say that. There was a good faith effort to try, and I'll give you a point for that. And that's not saying much. You guys know what the verified uh, audience score for this is on Rotten Tomatoes? Before. Oh, my God. Is it going to make me sad? It's a 96%. <laughs> no. What? No. 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 The, no. The all audience is only a 93%. I think it just... I don't know. The letter me on a rocket. It's a, it's a the, twenty on on top critics, tomato meter. It is a twenty six percent. So okay, you know, okay, like right. Sensible, so, sensible so, so people. I think, okay, sensible people. Just like it's like me with my beer app. I only order drafts of beers uh, of the types I like. So my average score is like a four something. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like, th- there's a selection bias here. The only people going to watch this fucking dog in a car movie are people who are like, yeah, let me leave that up. <laughs> it's a ten. <laughs> read the read the IMDb v- reviews too. They're hilarious. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, I want to I want to get on with this. 
Can I? We did it, guys. Yeah. Like, can we just acknowledge that we finally watched this movie and finally reviewed oh, it's, it? It's acknowledged. <laughs> we have exercised this demon out of our system. It's not as big of a demon as Dogma, but it was there. It was like a shit we were holding in, just like what this dog was doing. And we finally released it onto the carpet, and it is over with. And now it is up to you, audience members, to clean it up. Uh, sorry, Ryan, I cut you off with my stinky shit. I was going to say, let's move on. There you have it, folks. Let us know what you think. If you watch The Art of Racing the Rain, it's $4 on Amazon. Let us know what you think. It's on Disney Plus as well. You can see that for free if you have the subscription service. Uh, feel free to DM us, even if it's like years from now. If you see this movie and you need someone to talk to, <laughs> we're here for you. But yeah, Ryan, you said it's, it's your pick this week. Yeah, so I want to turn the tables a little bit and put you on the spot now because you don't get to do this very often. But okay. I want you to try to guess what movie I'm picking for next week. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. It's a car movie. Okay, thank God. Okay, it's older. It's not recent. And I'm going to give okay. you little pieces of information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm gonna, first off, I'm going to give you the uh, tagline. Okay. okay, the tagline for this movie, and you're going to like it. All right. Is ice cold, hot wired. Ice cold, hot wire? Hot wired. Hot wired, ice cold, Anybody? hot Jace, wired. Anybody? Jason, are you Googling it? Yeah, you're Is asking him, movie? not me. Oh, I was, I was, I was, it was a competition. Truck? I was going to ask both of you guys, but... Oh. Okay. There's something about cold, like a beverage or like a treat. Hot wired makes it sound like it's stolen. Uh, Is a stolen ice cream truck movie? Okay. Was, has that ever been made? You're, you're, you're um, half Stolen there. driving uh, beverages? Okay, this ice, movie was released beer. in the year 2000. It's PG-13. Okay. It stars a couple A-listers. It won some awards. Okay. It won awards. At okay. the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. <laughs> it yeah, won we're not getting a worst good to movie. screenplay for a film grossing more than $100 million using Hollywood math. It won most intrusive musical score, which is a great, great award. And it won worst on-screen hairstyle. Um, okay, if you're not going to get it, I'm going to give you the synopsis. Okay. One sentence synopsis. A retired master car thief must come oh back God. to the industry and steal 50 cars in one night to save his brother's life. What the fuck is this movie? I have no idea what this is. <laughs> really? A car thief must steal 50 cars in one night? That is fucking insane. To save his brother's life. Okay, can I, can I get the lead? Nicolas Cage. I wouldn't have gotten this. Moonlighting? No. Moonstruck? Ghost Rider? No, it starts with G-O. Is that a car movie? Go ride. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a number in the title. Um, I have to Google Nicolas Cage movies now. I'm not going to get this, dude. Uh, it's gone in 60 seconds. Oh, I've never seen this. Oh, really? This is like a FX movie, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah, this dude. is definitely an FX movie. You, I'm, uh, I'm amazed at that, actually. Nick Cage, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. He's stealing cars. Yeah, this is, this is so this huge... movie, I remember this when I was a kid. We're watching Gone okay. in 60 Seconds. It's uh, got a 6.5 on IMDb, but a 35 Metacritic. <laughs> God help us. So it's a kind of like <laughs> a different version of oh, Art of Racing of the Rain, Lord. but for car people. Okay, I, I Give promised. Give us strength. To, to nominate a good movie when it comes around to me, Denali. I promise you that yeah. now. So if you come back after this with a, a good one also, we'll be sitting pretty for two weeks. But You're doing a, a peace truce. We're trying to do, we're trying to like cool the relations. Yeah. I think this is a good movie. I think this is right down over the plate. Okay. Okay. 
I hope so. Because I, okay, I haven't seen this yeah. for 20 years. So I was like nine years oh, old. Oh, you're already backpedaling. All right. <laughs> but I remember loving it. I remember my cousins okay. came up and they were staying with us and like, you got to watch this movie. Gone in 60 seconds. I hope I like it. I've never seen a single frame of this movie. Oh, good. Then I'm, so I don't know I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, but also sad I told you the uh, synopsis then. Well, uh, I'm excited to see this. It's our first Nick Cage movie, I think, as well, across almost 100 movies, which is surprising. Uh, it's kind of hard to avoid that guy. <laughs> but I look forward to it, Ryan. It's, it's going to be a nice palate cleanser because I think we were two movies deep into these like really bizarre made-for-TV style movies. And I feel like even Tokyo Drift was kind of drifting in that area. So this is like a real movie. Yeah. This is like a movie. Hollywood blockbuster made to be watched by normal humans right <laughs> great normal folks Americans. at home watch this movie uh watch along with us and join us next week for gone in 60 seconds and our podcast will not be 60 seconds um or will it 60 second review of gone in 60 seconds hmm. uh but thanks so much for joining us on the car season is there a car movie you want us to see that wasn't the past three movies uh let us know let us know what you think and if you want us to watch any of these three three movies again uh let us know that as well and we will think about it follow us on threads all right we're we're putting out great threads content and you guys aren't seeing it okay 92 percent of the user base of threads stopped using it after they signed up well you eight percent out there you fucking get on there and you follow us uh follow us on instagram (laughs) that's how statistics works (laughs) subscribe to us on youtube wherever you get your podcast review us uh five stars anything to plug next week guys anything you want to part with us uh jace do you want to close this podcast for us you're in the you're in the driver's seat this week you can say whatever you want to close the podcast um i i uh roll up slowly in my um 1993 ferrari fz42 xc mlllop um I, I put the window down, and I uh, I throw it into park. I guess I should be on the right side, huh? Wait, sorry. Oh yeah. I yeah. gotta climb over European car. I'll do it, panning. I put it down, yeah. and I say, I pray to God that you haven't watched Star of Racing in the Rain yet. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> and then a tear rolls down my my cheek. <laughs> No, I don't have any. I don't know.